Look what it says. For in the gospel. What is the gospel? The power of God unto salvation. Okay, are, are you getting this? For in the gospel. In what? The power of God unto salvation. A righteousness from God was revealed. I want you to, in your notes, circle that word righteousness. The righteousness of God is revealed. Are you in your notes? Okay. And I want you to put a little line out because righteousness has a name. The righteousness of God revealed, the righteousness name is Jesus, who is the power of God unto salvation. In the beginning, what's the word? The word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among me. Can somebody say amen? The righteousness of God said, you can't do this without me, so I'm going to come and walk with you, be with you, and dwell with you. And he said, if you abide in me, and I abide in you, my word will not come back void. Can somebody say amen? amen? But he said, it's at first by faith, and at last by faith. Look at somebody and say, I'm going to learn about faith today. Faith ain't about you in you. It's about he in you. And he said, you want to be righteous? You have to live by faith. Me in you. Paul said it this way in, in Colossians, that's the hope of glory. Christ in me. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Center or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's V-L-C-C-A-Z dot org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. Praise God. We are going to get right into our notes. Uh, I want to pick up where I left off last week. Because, folks, what has been happening in the day and hour we live is the church 
has started to preach a different gospel. And I say this with all humility, folks, that you don't say, well, pastor, what makes your church any different? I don't veer from this. Folks, God gave me a message. He has no interest in giving you a massage. It's not a matter of what we want. It's what we need. And his word is alive to transform your lives. So let me, let me say this. The only power on earth, the only power on earth that can change a life is the power of Jesus Christ through the grace of his word. This is why it is called the gospel. Last week, we talked about that word gospel, and it's very simply said, you know, it's the good news, which is what the literal translation gospel. But when you go into the depths of the teaching and the nuances of the term, it is the, it is the too good to be true news. Because good news is one thing, but when it's good news that I know is only good because of the one who gave it, not because of the one who receives it, that makes it too good to be true. That all I have to do is receive and I can be changed. Most people... Look at the gospel as simply the four first books of the New Testament. But literally, when you go into the passage, it's not talking about just the new. It's talking about the entire Bible. The entire Bible, which is called the Word. And it says the Word is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God that enables you to get saved and enables you to stay saved. People think, well, just because I go to church, I'm saved. Folks, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's makes you a Big Mac. It don't happen. I shouldn't talk about food this quick in the service. People start getting hungry. Too many in the church do not understand the gospel and what it literally means, which is why the gospel is so misunderstood and many Christians live beneath their ability to live a victorious Christian life. Paul understood the gospel. And then he wrote to help us to understand what the gospel means today. That's why he said these words in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I am not ashamed of the... Oh my goodness, I don't think half of us believe. I am not ashamed of... And look what it says here. He defines it. What is the gospel? Read it with me. The power of God that brings salvation... To just anybody? Oh, there's a caveat. Just like that man by Bethesda picking up that. He got to do something to everyone who 
Believe does not mean conceding that it's true. It means acceding that what he said is going to be affecting my life. To believe, to have faith, and to have trust. They're all three the exact same Greek word. Belief, faith, and trust, all the same Greek word. It is the power of God. What is the power of God? The gospel. So if that is true, don't you think I should start learning the gospel? Because I have to believe it is the power of God. Then look what it says here. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Look what it says. For in the gospel, what is the gospel? The power of God unto salvation. Okay, are are you getting this? For in the gospel, in what? The power of God unto salvation, a righteousness from God was revealed. I want you to, in your notes, circle that word righteousness. The righteousness of God is revealed. Are you in your notes? Okay, and I want you to put a little line out because righteousness has a name. The righteousness of God revealed, the righteousness name is Jesus. Who is the power of God unto salvation? In the beginning, what's the word? The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among me. Can somebody say amen? The righteousness of God said, you can't do this without me, so I'm going to come and walk with you. Be with you and dwell with you. And he said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, my word will not come back void. Can somebody say amen? Amen. But he said, it's at first by faith and at last by faith. Look at somebody and say, I'm going to learn about faith today. Faith ain't about you in you. It's about he in you. And he said, you want to be righteous? You have to live by faith. Me in you. Paul said it this way in, in Colossians, that's the hope of glory. Christ in me. Well, Pastor, but how come I mess up? Because we try to be in me. Remember that little baby I was talking about? It's doing pretty good as long as it's in the sincere milk of the Word. But the moment it tries to stand up outside, it has the ability to fall down. And can I tell you something? Even when it gets stronger because of the Word, 
and all of a sudden, it steps aside outside of the word. But see, what's it saying, Corinthians? He said, take heed, he who think he stand, lest he fall. Somebody's going to get this today. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Now, uh, uh, Pastor Jewel, would you put up there Galatians 1.6? I'm getting to your notes, folks. Hang on. I know some, some, of, you, some of you calorics out there and said, where the heck is he? I'm in the word. That's where I am. Okay, look what it says here. Okay, the word is the power of God. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Paul said, you folks at Galatia, you got this. Well, at least I thought you got this. And then look what it says. I marvel that you are so soon turned away from him who has called you into the grace of God. Which is what activates the word of God. Remember that righteousness that we just looked at that was revealed? I'm working on it. Come on. Who called you into the grace to what? A different gospel. Well, I don't have to go to church to be saved. Well, then throw that book away because that book says, yes, you need to go to church if you're going to stay saved. Oh, where does it say that? Let's see a little, just one place. I can give you 100, but uh, Hebrews 10 says, do not forsake assembling together as the manner of some already have. He said what they've done, they've already started getting that idea. You know why? The devil knows if he can, if he can divide, then he can conquer just like he did in the Garden of Eden. He put a wedge between the husband and the wife. Husband's over there taking care of business probably, but he's supposed to be watching the wife. Now, he wasn't too far away because the Bible says that Eve just handed the fruit to him. Now, the last I looked, I don't think this chick got real long arms. Okay, I'm sorry. Southern vernacular, chick means woman. Girl, it's not a barnyard creature. Want to help you? She just handed the fruit. And instead of her husband, who's now been divided and conquered, instead of him saying, uh-uh, chickadee, dad said, we got meat to eat that we know not of, but that tree ain't part of it. Oh, is somebody going to get this today? Somebody going to get this today? Remove to another gospel. Oh, I don't have to do it the way this book says to do it? You wonder why you fall on your face so much? Because you spend more time whining and crying and complaining instead of just doing what he said to do. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being offensive today. Oh, wrong book. Right book, wrong guy. Am I making any sense? Why is it when God tells us this is what we're supposed to do to get saved and to stay saved that all of a sudden we want another gospel? We still got a wedge between you two. What's going on here? Oh, that's, that's good. It's, it's fruit of your loins. We're good. Yeah, there we go. He said, I'm amazed that you are so soon removed from the grace. to a different gospel. In Luke chapter, oh Lord Jesus, <laughs> Luke chapter 18. It's not on the screen, but it's in your Bibles, which you should bring to church with you, and you should learn where it's at, open it up and read it. There's a story that Jesus told to those who had great confidence in their own righteousness. Let's call, they call them the Pharisees in here, but there's a bigger term. It's called the religious. Did you know you can go to church and be righteous or you can go to church and be religious? It's a choice that we make. Confidence in their own righteousness you say, well, how do I know the difference between I'm religious or righteous? How you look at others. You ever looked at somebody that fell and says, those lousy sinners. I wouldn't do that. Let me tell you a true story, folks. Many years ago when I was a young Christian, I sat across the table from the assistant pastor of the church that I was going to, and I told him, I said, you know, I think I'm at the place to where I won't fall away. I love God so much. I'm, t I'm just witnessing. I'm, can I tell you, two weeks later, I was on my face flat in sin. Take heed, he who thinks he stands, lest he fall. To his credit, the pastor said across the table, said, oh, Tim, don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. Can I tell you something? Here, 30 plus years later, 40 years as being a Christian, 40 plus years as being a Christian, four decades, I am still a hair's breadth away from falling flat on my face. Except I stay in the gospel that is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. What does all this mean? How do we turn to and then turn away from the very gospel that brings salvation? Because we don't understand the gospel. See, to understand the gospel, you've got to understand grace. And today's gospel has what I call a greasy grace. That thinks I could just do anything. And still be okay with God. In doing, in understanding grace, it's only then that we begin to understand the power of God that comes into our lives through the Word 
of God and understand why it's imperative that we spend time in the Word of God more than just coming to the house of God. These Pharisees, the story goes there in Luke chapter 18, two men went to the temple, a Pharisee and a publican. Like I said last week, I did not say a Republican. I said a publican. The Pharisee stood up and, 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 uh, and said, I thank God that I am not a sinner like everyone else. Now, I, I'm, folks, I, once again, much of the church is preaching a different gospel. And I want to just share one piece of it. They say that once you get saved, you are no longer a sinner. You better talk to Paul then. Paul's been saved a long time, and he said, I'm the chief of sinners. You better talk to Peter, who instead of going to Kentucky Fried Chicken to eat a chicken, a chicken ate him for lunch. And Jesus told him it was going to happen. Can I tell you something? If I was Peter... And I was showing up someplace, and Jesus told me, you know, the rooster's going to crow, and you're going to deny me three times before he does. Can I tell you, if I went showing up at somebody's house, the very first question I would ask, do you got any roosters here? <laughs> and if they're not in the skillet, I'm out of here. Can somebody say amen? <laughs> this Pharisee said, I'm glad I'm not like those sinners. My Bible still says, yeah. We still deal with sin, but it's by grace. The Pharisee went on and said, I don't cheat, I don't sin, I don't commit adultery. And I'm certainly a lot like that tax collector over there. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of my income. But this old publican, this old tax collector, over in the distance, wouldn't even lift his eyes to heaven. He just beat his breast and said, oh, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus said, I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, was justified before God. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. The question that I have to ask is, are you the Pharisee or are you the publican? I'm not talking about actions, folks. All of us fall short of God's glory. I'm talking about trust. Do we trust in the Lord in what he's done, or we trust in ourselves in what we do? You see, the publican knew, God, it's only your mercy. It's only your mercy. Maybe you haven't been as good as somebody else. Yet, you humbled yourself and cried out, God, forgive me. You know, the Bible says that's the one that enters into right standing or righteousness with God. Why? Because he realizes what he's done, not what I'm doing. Now, I don't live in that. I'm talking about we fall short. We mess up. Romans chapter 9 is on the screen. Look at this. The Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? The Gentiles are everyone that's not Jew. If you're here and you are not born a Jew, you are a Gentile. So look on the screen. Well, we'll get there in just a second. We were having technical difficulties before. 
Romans chapter 9, 30 and 32. The Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness became righteous. Look at that. The Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness became righteous. How? By faith. But Israel pursuing the law of righteousness. Did you know there's two different kinds of righteousness in the world? The law of They said... The Word of God says he did, they didn't become righteous. Why? Because they did not seek it by faith, but by works. That's why going to church doesn't get you to heaven. Going to church keeps you on the path to heaven. But you got to get on the path before going to church makes a difference. Am I, am, I, am I making sense? Okay, so I'm going to explain the whole concept of two righteousness. Maybe you haven't been good enough. Romans chapter 9 says the Gentiles, they didn't pursue righteousness, but they became righteous. Why? They pursued faith in God. What's another word? Faith, belief. Another word for belief, trust. But the, Gen, the Jews did not get it. Why? Because they were doing it by works. The two types of righteousness is righteousness by faith. It's in your notes. I want you to write something by it, okay? In your notes. Are you there? You got it there in front of you? Write things by this. Folks, I want us to grow. That's why I give you notes. It'd be so much easier for me to preach without notes. I, you know, I got a whole lot of this inside of me. So I don't need these notes that I give you, but I give them to you because I want you to get just as much inside of you. There's two types of righteousness. There's righteousness by faith. I want you to put an arrow and put the word Christian and Christianity. Christian and Christianity. Then there is the righteousness by the law. I want you to put another arrow and I want you to put religion or religious and all of the religions of the world. Listen to me. Every other religion of the world, whether they recognize God or not, are trying to earn their way to heaven. Everyone. Buddha, Confucius, most of your Eastern it's the good enough mentality. The Muslims, you blow up, you go up. The terrorist mentality. I just leave that with you all for later. Every other religion except for Christianity is righteousness by the law which is righteousness by works, performance-based, self-righteous, which no one can... Look at Isaiah 64. It's on the screen. All of our right and good works are like filthy rags, dirty pieces of cloth. Look what James chapter 2 says. If you obey all the law, you obey every single piece of the law, and you're guilty of one part of it, you're guilty of all of it. What does that mean? Very simply, 99 out of 100 things right 
one thing wrong according to the law of righteousness, you're now unrighteous. I can't tell you how many people in the religions of the world say, hey, I'm better than this guy. I don't do what that guy does. And that matters why? See, that's the law of righteousness. And you can't be righteous. Why? If you break one law, you're guilty of a law. But if you put faith in Jesus, because he is the righteousness that was revealed from heaven, he was the righteousness that God said, I'm going to give you if you'll just believe. We receive by faith. So by faith, if you do 99 wrong and one right, he'll take care of the 99. Now, folks, don't, don't, don't. do we sin the grace by bound? No. That's the works of righteousness. The faith of righteousness says, I'm walking in you, Lord, and you're walking in me, that when it gets too hard for me to walk, not a problem. You just pick me up and start carrying me. There's a little poem called Footprints in the Sand that tells you all about that. You see, too many try to measure up instead of faith up. Trying to be good enough. This is called the law of righteousness. They go to church, they try to be good, they try to live good, but their goodness is not good enough. That's why they deal with guilt and condemnation, because they're trying to just measure up. Folks, he already did. All we got to do is come into him. Can somebody say amen? It is only the goodness of God through Christ that makes a difference. The righteousness that is revealed from heaven. God says, if you take that, you can walk in me. The gospel, the power of God, listen, unto salvation. This is why the Jews missed it. Romans chapter 9 and 32 says, they stumbled at the stumbling stone because they tried to do it in themselves. Am I making any sense today? You might be sitting here, you might be thinking, it's all about what you do and what you've done. That'll never get you where you're going or what you need to be. It has to be about what he's done that makes the difference in us. Is he trying to be good for goodness sake? Yeah, we're only 19 weeks to Christmas, folks. Yeah, okay. But who's counting? Who's counting? Okay. Okay. Try, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Okay. To be good for goodness. That's in a song, isn't it? Be good for goodness. Okay, anyway. To be good is not being righteous. This only comes by faith. Listen to me. That's why when you mess up, you get that gut check. Yep. Yep. That's, right. That's because you're trying to live righteous, but you blew it. Yep. Look at somebody and say, not today yet. <laughs> you, you blew it. 
Folks, we all blow it. Don't tell anybody, but even the preacher. Oh, no, I don't go out and do something. I'm going to say stupid, not too stupid. But folks, we all fall short. Look, 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 look what it says here, folks. John chapter 14, verse 1. It's not on your screen, but you need to find these things in your Bible. Jesus was talking. He said, let your hearts not be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Read it with me. It's by grace. Stop. Do it again. It's by grace. Stop. Is there anybody here that names Grace? Okay, good. So it ain't about you. He needs help. It's, say it again, it's by grace. And I said that, folks. Just because your name is Grace doesn't mean you have grace. Just because you are a good person doesn't mean you have grace. Just because you got it all together doesn't mean you have grace. Folks, there's a lot of good people. And people get irritated because hell is going to be lined with people with good intentions. Why? Because good isn't good enough. Read it with me. It's by grace. And grace does you no good. Except, what's the next two, wor through, two words? Through faith. If you don't put faith in the righteousness of God that was revealed, in the power of God that is unto salvation, guess what? You don't go to heaven. You don't go just because you show up at church. You don't go just because you're good enough. You don't go. You go because you attach yourself to the righteousness of God that is done by grace through faith. Okay, now I'm going to step on a toe real hard. It is not of yourself. It's a gift. We can't do it. Here's a story that encapsulates the truth. You see, it's God's word, not our works, that establishes our faith. It is God's word. Can I tell you, there are nations, there are countries in the world that have one page of the Bible one page and it doesn't matter it could be all the begets and begots of the chronicles and the leviticus and the deuteronomy they, it could be one page you know there's people that have one scripture that's all they know and they base their whole life on that one scripture and they quote that scripture do you know how imperative it is for you to speak God's Word? This Bible marathon that we got coming up, some of you all think, what the heck is going to do any good? We're speaking in the middle of the night. We're speaking when everybody's driving by, honking. We're doing whatever the case. You know what good is doing? It is the only medium on, in creation that transforms a life just because it's spoken. We're speaking over Flagstaff. The Word is alive. We're speaking it. And lives will 
be transformed. How do you know that? Because God said, so is my word, Isaiah 55, that will go forth and accomplish that which pleases me. It will not come back void. So when you, when you, you know John 3 said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in me, in him, should not perish but have everlasting life. If that's the only verse you know, speak it out. It'll transform your life. We must speak God's word. Why? Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by What are we hearing? There's a there is a passage in Matthew 21 that says these words. A man had two sons. He went to the older son and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. And the boy said, got it, dad. And then he didn't go. The other son, he said, the father told him, go work in the vineyard. And the boy said, nope, I'm not going, dad. Got other stuff happening. And the boy changed his mind later. Remember that gut check? The conviction got him. And he came back and went to work. And the other one that said, I'll do it, Pastor, whatever you need, whenever you need it, I'm there. Just exactly where? And Jesus used the example and said, which one of these two do you think obeyed the Father? The one that said he would and didn't, or the one that said he wouldn't and did? Let me talk to you about you. There's a lot of times we don't want to do what God wants us to do. Okay, nobody on this side. I'll come to this side. There's a lot of times we don't want to, okay, I'm not, okay, nobody in here. I'll talk to me for a second, excuse me. There's a lot of times I don't want to do what God wants me to do. And I tell God, no, I ain't going to do it. I just ain't doing it. Excuse me, I'm having a conversation here. Thank you. And then God says, oh, really? Okay, fine. I'll just go do some, use somebody else. I really want you to grow, to mature, to develop Oh, gosh, take up that bed and do something thing? Okay, God, I guess I'll go ahead and do it. What am I saying, folks? God tells us to do His Word. He didn't ask you if you liked it. Can I ask you, do you think Jesus really was looking forward to Calvary? It's all by grace. But grace, which is God's power at operation in your life, through faith. Not thoughts, not works, not feelings, not emotions, not likes, not dislikes, but God's Word. God, you said, I do. Not perfection, but direction. 
that many times will cause correction. You see, good deeds are good. in relationships with people. But they're not always good in relationship with God. Why? It's only by grace through faith that it makes a difference with God. Can somebody say amen? Amen. The Bible says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I don't know about you. Yes, I do. We need a Savior. We need somebody that paid the price. That says, if you will come to me, I will make a way for you. The only thing that I have to offer my Lord and Savior, ladies and gentlemen, is faith. God, you did it. I'll do it. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't have to live a righteous life. I get so tired of Christians that say, well, I prayed a prayer, and that's all that matters. Hell will be lined with people with good intentions. You have to pray the prayer and then walk the walk. You've got to live for them. And along the way, if you stumble, oh, God, have mercy on me. If you fall flat on your face, Wipe the asphalt off and say, God, thank you. It was my fault. Stop blaming everything else. The gospel, the grace is the power of God unto salvation. And when we get a hold of the grace of God, one guarantee I will make you. It will set you free from sin. It will not set you free to sin. Do you mind, Bill? I'm done. I got a lot more that I can say, but if y'all would... If y'all would allow me, I think I'll just finish it in song. Could you make me sound good, please, Cody? He's back there shaking his head saying, I'm not sure that's possible, Pastor. Is it working? Can you hear it? Okay. Are these on, Bill? They're not. Okay. I could talk for hours about his coming, but the louder that I speak, I just grow deaf against his call. I could pray for years, I could bind my ills and my fears, even believe I had the answer to it all. But you know what? When it's all been said, When it's all been done, it's going to ask me, did you go my way, child? Did you know my son? When it's all been said, when it's all been done, it's going to ask me, did you find your way, then my son? 
I can sing His praise. You know what? I could tithe my life away. I could even invest to build a church that stands much taller than the rest. Now, let me tell you something. I could speak a language, you know that tongue thing, that only few will understand. And I could even write a book and tell everyone my way is the best. But still, when it's all been said, when this old life of mine's been done, you know what's going to happen? He's going to ask me, did you go my way? And did you know my son? When it's all been said, when it's all been done, he'll ask me, did you find your way in my son? When the time arrives to leave behind this earthly life and go before the God who called our souls to be, will you answer, Lord, I knew your will, and I walked your way, and I lived a life that caused another man to see. Please hear my heart this morning. There is no hope but this. But God's word. My word will fail you. His word will not. Amen. You can spend your time turning tricks for all mankind. You could base your life on some meaningless reward. But let me tell you, a wiser man is he that knows himself eternally. He doesn't put value in this old life, but in his Lord, in his Lord. Because when it's all been all been done, he's gonna ask you, did you go my way? Did you know my son? When it's all been said, when it's all been done, he'll ask you, did you find your way? Then my son, did you, did you find your way? Then my son, as the worship team comes. Did you find your way within God's only Son? Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. I'm Joe Harding. From Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Center, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.